0: Good afternoon, welcome everybody to Coffee and Conversation. This podcast is presented by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte Unified School District. My name is Jeff Harris, and I'm the superintendent for our county schools. And this podcast is a one of a series where we are talking with our classified staff. We're, we're working our way through all 10 of our job families. Um, within the school district, and we're getting to know the the work and the job that many of our classified staff do. Um, When I talk to folks, a lot of times their perception of school is teachers, maybe the school principal, the school board. Um, But in reality, there is a huge team of people of our classified service that do everything from custodial work to grounds work to uh, transportation, food service, working in the classroom as IAs, working with special needs students. And so we just want the community to to get to know some of the voices from those uh, different departments, because in November and December of 21, I'm just saying that because people may listen to these in the future, um, we are going to be asking you, as a public, to recognize heroes in education. And we want to make sure that nobody's left out, because we know that when it comes to providing the best experience for our kids, it takes an entire team of people to do that. So um, joining me today are Josh Chazelle and Ted Johnson. Welcome, gentlemen. How we doing? Oh, so far so good. Uh, <laughs> so um, would you both tell me just a little bit about what your job classification is? Because I think that'll be a little bit, you know, it'll be important as we go ahead. But then what your role is and, and, and what you do
1: um i'm the head custodian at redwood school uh, i've been with the district 25 years i'm the longest serving uh custodian in the, in the district um
0: and ted b- before redwood you were where were you
1: i was at um i was at um smith river school for 14 years right Thirteen years and eleven years before that, I was at the high school
0: wow so you, you've you've made the loop and you've gone out to the country now left the yes. city and gone to the country <laughs> that's cool
2: and josh i'm a groundskeeper i've been on the grounds crew for about going on three years now, and uh I started off doing Custodial. I started doing sub-custodial first. I did that for a few years. Got into full time, and then moved over into grounds, and I've been there ever since. So you know, the interesting thing
0: is when people think about grounds, they they know we have campuses, but our campuses are pretty darn big. Oh yeah, yeah. So so on grounds, what what's it look like? What's the job that you do look like on grounds?
2: Oh, we do everything from mowing weed eating we check. the we were just checking gutters today and that's up on the roof that's not even <laughs> on the ground um we get ready for football games we get ready for soccer games we get ready for all the different um uh track events just um all kinds of different random cool things that just have to do with being outside
0: yeah well and you know the cool thing about it is i shouldn't say the well yeah the cool thing about it is when people show up and they i'm going to put this in air quotes they expect to see a, um, the football field or an or athletic field in good condition, you guys are the guys that have done it. Yes. Right? I mean, it doesn't just... We we don't have um, lawn fairies. We don't have anything like that. I you, wish. You, you guys, I know. <laughs> you guys are working hard. I mean, so one of the things I was talking about about two years ago before the whole COVID thing hit, in order to prep the just the football field, I don't think people understand the time that takes. To, do you have an idea? I, I had heard at one point, it takes about everything. If you're between the mowing, the weed eating, the chalking, the whole nine yards. It's a good two days. Yeah. And I don't think folks understand that.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. It's no. pretty crazy. Yeah. Just for a couple hours of fun on a football field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. no, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it truly is when you think about it. and And that's to get it ready for one event. Ted, as a site custodian... You've got at Redwood about 500 students that are utilizing every one of those classrooms and the multi-purpose room and the gym. Um, You've got other adult support staff that are using non-classroom space, plus you've got
1: all the hallways. What's that like to do that much work every day? If you're not familiar with it, Mm -hmm. it can be incredibly intimidating. Um, You have to be very organized. Um... We use the, the the Google Calendar apps to keep um, keep track of use of of the spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you get very good at you know walking into a room and you know and knowing what you know the next user of the room is going to need. You you get very fast at shifting furniture. <laughs>
0: Well, and 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 you've got some you've got great relationships with the kids and the staff too, right? Yes, and and that I I would think that's pretty critical in the job that you do.
1: Oh yeah, it's because they'll they'll all lend a hand, mm-hmm. and you can't do it without everybody's support, right? But it's it's a huge circle. If the office is short a person, and someone needs to help answer phones for half an hour, I'll walk in the office and answer phones for half an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's a big circle. Everybody helps everybody else.
0: Well, it's really that kind of family take on that, that we do this as a team. Yes. Right? So I think the interesting thing for both of you is, Ted, is there ever a time when you work with every other custodian in the district?
1: Rarely. Right. Uh, um, Typically, only if there's a major remodel somewhere Mm -hmm. and you'll pull everybody together to empty a school and put everything in cargo containers.
0: Right. And that's only, I mean, I've been here, this is my seventh year and I think that's only happened a couple of times.
1: Yeah. Right? And Josh, what about you? Grounds,
0: how often do you guys all get together or or the entire facilities department?
2: Yeah, um, there's quite a few times when uh, the grounds actually goes and helps the maintenance just last year, we went and helped them tear out all of the old basketball court out at mountain school.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then that was just last year. And that took all of us, all the maintenance guys, all the grounds guys. And that was an all-day job going back and forth, taking all that out. But yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of times. Even just yesterday, we had one of the maintenance guys help us uh, put the lines out on the soccer field. Oh, so, wow. Well.
0: Yeah. So, a, a lot of inter interaction in your department. But Ted, you yours could be... I'll say a little lonely, right? Because you guys are out there and two of you
1: work at Redwood? Um, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. So I, I'm typically there an hour and a half before anybody else shows up. hmm And I open things up, check over the work from the night before, and make sure everything's ready to go. So, you
0: know, you, you both kind of come at keeping facilities... I think not only in good shape, but upgrading facilities, right, within your within your job classifications. What's probably the most challenging thing that both of you have to respond to?
1: Um... Most challenging thing? Yeah. When we have a sick student in a room,
0: mm.
1: you know, we, we have to clean up the mess, you know, we have to get the kids out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to do it quickly, right? Because you have to be able to get the kids back in the room as soon as as possible. You know that that to me is the most challenging.
0: But but you know what I like about that Ted that that focus. It's yes, that's that's the job that you do, but it really does boil down to doing what's best for all kids, right? Yeah. It's getting them back in that room. Yeah, and Josh, what about you? what's What's the what's probably the biggest challenge that that you see as a grounds member?
2: Probably the biggest challenge I would see would probably be like the elements working with the weather. Yeah, um, gophers are a big thing because everybody doesn't want their kid to get you know a sprained ankle or a broken ankle stepping in a gopher hole you in the soccer fi- field. You
0: ever figure out how to get rid of gophers? Would you let me know? Because I've got them all over my lawn too. <laughs> we
2: there's all kinds of different ways, but. The proper way to do it for the school district, there's you know, there's rules we got to go by. That's right. Um, that, um, and even bees, horn, uh, wasps, and stuff like that, just trying to find those and getting rid of those. And then on top of being like, oh, yeah, we know we need the bees because, of course, they pollinate and all that good stuff. Sure. But when they're stinging all the kids and all the staff members and everything like that, and just causing a ruckus and then not being able to find them, that can be kind of challenging.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you bring up a good point, and I think this is for both of you too, because we live in Del Norte County. It's a beautiful place. You know, I, I've lived in Central California, Southern California, you know, and when it's 100 degrees outside, everybody complains at 110 when you're having recess. But here, um, on a good year, it's raining four months out of the nine that we're in school. How do the elements really impact what you guys do as your jobs?
1: Water gets everywhere. Yeah. Um the I have a lot more walk-off mats than people would think would be necessary. You know. Figure you need, you know a room that opens directly outside without without much overhead cover, you need ten feet of mat.
0: Wow. You and know? all those have to be maintained.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know? how many
0: how many classes just at Redwood
1: alone? Um twenty six classrooms. Um, the the gym, the MPR, various offices.
0: Hundreds of linear feet of walk-off space for water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Josh, what's it
0: look like to work outside when it's sideways gale force winds rain?
2: Oh, you know, it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just really checking drains, checking gutters, checking um, downspouts and just really making sure the school's still afloat. Yeah. Um, I remember about two, maybe three years ago, we had a really bad downpour. And over at Crescent Elk, the whole courtyard flooded. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, I
0: had a class five rapids behind the library.
2: Yes, and it was <laughs> almost up to my knees. Oh, and, good and so, it was pretty big. That was the worst I've seen it so far. And I'm hoping I don't see that this year.
1: <laughs> I've seen that entire cu- courtyard flooded up to the level of the um, of the playground up above it.
0: Oh, my gosh. That, that's like a, a scene out of, you know, Finding Nemo or yeah. 20,000 yeah. Leagues you know, Under the Sea. That's, that's eight <laughs> foot
1: of water up yeah. up against that wall. Good night.
0: That's, that's amazing. I mean, it, people. I don't think people think about the elements here, No, right? Because things get... They get hammered by wind, they get hammered by rain, we get the sun um and other places where it's just hot and dry all the time they're like
1: yeah the paint faded <laughs> you guys are dealing with so much more than that yeah well at the schools i've worked at there's always been one or two gutters that tend to plug up with leaves yeah okay in between his times so in the middle of a rainstorm i'm up there with a ladder reaching up inside just pulling the 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 crud out yeah you know
0: Hoping there's not a raccoon in there. No,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I I don't think a lot of our you know just community wise, I know I know people who know you know the job that you do, but I just don't think that folks when they think about school, think about this being a huge component because I one of the f- very first things on the state priorities is to have um, safe environments for students to learn in, right? And that's what you both provide. So, if that's the most difficult part, we kind of talked a little bit. What's what are you most proud of? What what's kind of that part of your job that brings you the most the most pride, the most professional um sense of accomplishment?
1: Um it's it's the odd little things, you know? Somebody, you know, we get a new teacher that doesn't know how to lay out a classroom. Right. Um, I show them a couple ways. You know, I sketch out on a whiteboard a couple different ways to lay the classroom out.
0: Because you've got lots of experience in classrooms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the end of the of the summer. You know, during the school year, it's it's always extremely fast cleaning. Mm-hmm. During the summer, we switch to restoration cleaning. It's a lot harder work, but it's at a much slower pace. Mm-hmm. I like seeing it just as the, the teachers are coming back.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they get to walk back into that space that's really for them, it's a clean, blank canvas that they can take off for their year. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Josh?
2: Me, it kind of goes both ways. I can, because I was custodial for a while, I'm like, oh man, one of my favorite things of when I was doing custodial that I liked being just be able to to finish was the floors. I always liked waxing the floors and just seeing it nice and clean and finished and making it nice and pearly, just shiny. Right. And that was one of my favorite parts of being a custodial Uh, on grounds. Now it's um, just seeing a nice, clean lawn. Yeah. And that just goes even just at my own house. (laughs) <laughs> I, I live in an apartment complex, but I'm like, oh man, they missed that spot right over there. If I could just go get that, that it would make it look so much better. And then, but now being the grounds, I just see it everywhere, and that's one of my things that I, I'm like, oh, that field just looks so nice now that it's all cut and perfect and everything. Especially like with the soccer field or the football field. Yeah, when you see it just nice and cleaned and painted and just ready to go, it, it's it's satisfying.
0: Yeah, well, and and I have to tell you. Our community, when they walk into a campus, when they walk onto a, um, a field, and it's clean, it's inviting, it's welcoming, um, I hear those positives all the time. And I don't know if you guys do, but I'll just tell you, people appreciate it. And again, I don't think they know the level of work and the level of intensity that goes into making that happen all the time. Um but they really do. I mean, it's it's really one of those very, very positive, I think it's probably one of the best outreach pieces that we have within the community. Because even if you don't have a student, right, the child that attends school and you're driving by our campuses, when our campuses are clean, when they're presented well from uh, from the street, there's that kind of sense of community pride, right? So I right. think that's,
1: yeah. that's a cool thing. Well, and custodial has a little bit of overlap with grants. Um, we have a lawnmower and the grass and a weed eater and the grass in the, in the front of the building, we mow it in between, the, in between their visits. Mm-hmm. And if stuff starts to come up in the curbs, we knock it down because they can't be there to do everything all the time. Right. So, we have to try to keep, you know, on days you have to try to keep everything maintained, you know, and then you're working in the lunchroom.
0: Well and you know you mentioned that, Ted, so at Redwood, you've got f- just about five hundred five hundred and twenty five students, two and a half people cleaning roughly thirty thirty five spaces. How many lunches are at Redwood? We have six lunches, so six lunches so in bet- and uh, and you're always out there working through lunches with kids, yes, so. We have whatever happens in the rooms that need your attention. We have whatever's going on throughout the campus that needs your attention. Plus, we've got six lunches, two and a half people doing that for 525 kids. Yes. That's, that's a lot of work. And I, that's, it's, an, it's immense. Like you said earlier, I think if you don't know the processes, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And, and Josh, how many grounds crew are there?
2: Uh, right now, there's only four. We had five, but yeah. one ended uh, switched over to maintenance. And so now there's only four uh, right now. We have one who's out hanging out on vacation. One who's uh, recovering. He pulled the muscle, so he's oh, yeah. re- he's recovering. So there's only two of us right now for the week. Um, for for twelve school sites. Yes, and, and
0: the district office and the annex and
2: and some of the other properties that the school district also owns too, for like ROP. Right. Um, we take care of those properties and maintain those and um we also started checking the trash over at the uh, juvenile hall. Oh, okay. And be, uh, so, we go and check that every so... Uh, about every other day in the morning, check that and go all, all yes, all the way back to the annex and everywhere else in between. Wow, that's
0: amazing. That's, that's, that's a lot of legwork.
2: Yeah, for four people, yeah, going to from Klamath to Gasky and everywhere here in Crescent City and Fort Dick. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're,
0: we're the, I don't know if you, if you know this, we're the largest geographical school district in the state.
2: I did not know that.
0: So there you go. Four, yeah. four guys, four employees to cover the largest geographical school district in the state wow. and all the schools that are there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so guys, right now we have over a hundred openings. For our district, and that includes some certificated openings, but the vast majority are classified. They're everything from LVNs to IAs to um, I think we've got custodians on there. We've got a lot of openings. If if somebody were to approach you, what would you tell them is a reason or why would you tell them to apply with the district?
1: Retirement and benefits. Yeah, you know, the wages are good. Mm-hmm. They're not the highest you can find, but we have the best retirement and benefits, of, especially on the classified side of of any public employer in, in the county. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with Ted. Um, retirement benefits, um, there, I mean, there's a lot of great people here that work here too. Um, even uh, like just just people that... I've known for years that, that I went to school with are working for the school district now. Right, and so it, everybody's just you know if you if you're not going to work pretty much at the prison, you're going to come here and work <laughs> at the at the Elnor, you know, Unified School District, um, because those are really pretty much the only two good places that do benefits and retirement and stuff like that. Might mean both my parents worked at the prison. My dad's retired from there. He's been there for a couple of years. He's been retired from there for about three years my mom's got two more years before she's retired mm-hmm. and having my mom and dad work there my and my dad being all over the place in his work career right he tells me just stay right where you're at you've got a great job <laughs> you got good benefits just stay right right where you're at and i said yeah you're right you know i do i should stay just right where i'm at if i can Move up maybe somewhere up and you'll be lead groundskeeper eventually sometime. Yeah. That would be great. But other than that, you know, it's it's I'm happy where I'm at.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting too, Josh, because you had said, Ted, you know, you've you've held roughly the same position for what'd you say, twenty seven years? Twenty five years. Twenty five years. And and Josh, you've switched. So there's also that ability to kind of diversify if you want to, or when you find something that works for you, just to stick with it. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Here, here's a really good example. We have teachers in the district that started as IAS mm-hmm. and got their degrees while working for the school district, mm-hmm. got their credentials, mm-hmm. and you know they're teaching now. Just because you came in in any in any job doesn't mean you have to stay in that job. You c- you can test, you can educate yourself, and you can improve yourself.
0: Right, and and. We've also had, I don't know about currently, but we've also had people that have been teachers or they've worked in other areas that have gone into classified service too. Yes. So a lot of great opportunities. So gentlemen, I, I told you before we started that this would go fast. And at this point, we are at time. So um, I want to thank you both for giving me some time and coming in today. Is there, are there any last words that you'd have for anybody who's tuning into the podcast? Hmm. We'd love
1: to have you come to work for us.
2: I'll send you off with a joke. Go for it. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Tentacles. Oh,
0: god. (laughs) That's bad, Josh. Bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Hey, I'm a dad, I got hundreds of dad jokes.
2: Another (laughs) benefit to working at the school district, if you work for the grounds or maintenance, you'll hear all my dad
0: jokes. Well, gentlemen, thanks again for coming in. And remember, if you're listening to this podcast in November and December, we're going to be asking uh, our community to help us recognize heroes in education. Um, You two definitely do that level of work to make sure that our kids have a safe, comfortable place to come every day. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
1: Okay. Thank you.